You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. At 12.06 on what is my goodness. God is good. What a pleasant Wednesday, spring day. Right now it is 12.06 on this Wednesday. It is May 11th. And this is the Noon Report Live. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro. Excuse me on this. May 10th. May 10th. Come on, Juan. May 10th, Wednesday, May 10th. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Tomorrow's the 11th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody tuning in, part of our live simulcast. Here we are, right on the John DePietro Show Facebook page. Folks, we were also the first one. Juan, as many of you know, we don't get the credit we deserve, but... um, when I was first on the radio, we used to have a live simulcast. I was the first one to do it where we were on on the old Cox Cable Channel 3. We were on Cox 3, and we used to simulcast that as well. And it was it was crazy because we would also re- – they would replay it at night. And the, the radio station phones uh, down the dial, my, the first station I was at with both Imus and Arlene Violet, would explode at night. Because people would think they were watching it live. So, you know what, as the more I, I also think about it. So, we started that, and it, it really was incredible during the Plutterdome trial, where we had live coverage. I was outside in the courthouse. And again, I used to deal with Wally at Cox 3. But when we first started it, we used to tape it. <clears throat> I'd uh, those VHS tapes, we'd tape it at the radio. No, I think I would tape it at home, actually. I would tape it at home. That's right. And then. I would go home, and then I would drop the tape off every single day, Monday through Friday, at Cox Cable, right next to Cardi Furniture. And I used to have to drop it off there, same spot each day, and then they'd replay it at night. But anyhow, we've come a long way, folks. You didn't have the live stream then, uh, necessarily. It had to go through cable. Um, but this portion, so always, one's always been on the cutting edge. This portion of the program on this very sunny uh, nice, pleasant Wednesday. Behind me, you can see the Den of Thieves of the Rhode Island State House. And it's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Hey, you have different choices and selections. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. And there's vegetables and herbs, annuals, perennials, hangers, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, 12-inch patio pots. Stop it and see them. Tropic, uh, tropical hibiscus mandevilla plants. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3680 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Folks, they grind. Great service, great quality, family-run business right off of Route 4, right down the street from Tarbox Toyota. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, and look for them on Facebook. All right, so we have a lot of info, obviously, on the website, depetro.com. I will have more. Uh, we have two big bombshells, and I... I knew about both of them, and, uh, and because of the sensitivity of the investigation, the Carbuncle Pond murder, and we learned some grisly details in court this morning. I was in court, Kent County. They don't allow, the judge wouldn't allow video. They have the still photographer, so you will see some clips on the news. I do have audio, though. I have audio of it, and we're going to kind of roll with that a little bit more. But some audio came out. I took some notes, and I want to walk you through. And and there's there's more to it, and then we'll we'll learn more as this case against these two goons, the uh, Carbuncle Pond Killers, 
But check out DePetro.com, which is right away the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge, the waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. And the Coesed Inn sponsors DePetro.com. And you can see we have the Carbuncle Pond murder bombshell. And I broke this. I knew about it. I talked about it last night. We did a one after dark on the case. And then it came out in court. There was an eyewitness at 2.30 in the morning in, in Brockton that saw this woman who was pregnant, who was murdered. How about the medical examiner we found out in court? She was alive when she was put into the water and drowned. Oh, my goodness. So, but you can see on the website, petro.com Carbuncle Pond murder bombshell. Now, I posted this last night. Eyewitness saw victim get in car with suspects at 2.30 in the morning. Boom, it was in court today. And also, I knew that she was also pregnant. So I'll have to go back and check. I don't remember if we had revealed that. But let's get to, you know, I also want to, and I don't remember who it was, but last night when we were trying to absorb everything that had happened, and this was the body they found, Carbuncle Pond, Coventry. And it was December 21st. And the state police have done a very thorough job investigation. They lay out uh, you have cell phones, you have two people involved that are dangerous criminals. You have the eyewitness of them, uh, of her getting in uh, to the vehicle with them. And then the, the chain of events, one of them, they also, they were in button, Buttonwoods for a period of time. It's like they were driving around trying to decide what to do with her. And then at one point on a 7-Eleven, uh, one of them, his hand is bruised. So they were, I mean, it's terrible. They were beating this poor woman to death. And then they finally put her uh, in the pond. She was pregnant. I know it's gruesome and I know it's the lunchtime. But they were they put her in the pond. But she was alive when they put her in the water. The medical examiner determined, even though she had blunt first trauma uh, to her head and to her skull. I mean, it's so disgraceful. But last night... When I was discussing it, we had someone who asked about motive, and I made a mistake because at the time I said, you know, with these types of goons and killers, who knows if there ever is really a motive. One was wrong. I was wrong. Well, wasn't the first time, wasn't the last time ever, folks. Many times wrong, uh, often wrong, never in doubt. But, But what we learned was there was actually... Kind of like a love triangle going on. We learned that, and they, they also, this, this Gary Gamowitz, and there they were, the two of them standing there. And these are the two suspects. And, and Gary, um, he's the one that had been involved with this, this Leela. And he was the janitor at the factory where she worked, which I learned. That has not come out yet, but it will. And, <clears throat> and she was pregnant. But look at some of the peripheral people. He's talking to his mother and he's saying that he can't afford two families and he's got this old girlfriend. Boy, what a prize she is. So first, they're at Warwick Mall Macy's buying an engagement ring. And he initially had given her, uh, Leela, a diamond ring. She's found with the ring on in the pond, by the way. But then... On Christmas Eve, he goes to a pawn shop in New Bedford or Fall River and buys a, a, a ring and then 
proposes to the longtime girlfriend. The longtime girlfriend lives in Cumberland, says it's it's me or her. So, you, you know, you got to decide. You have this girl on the side. Now she's pregnant. He tells the mother he can't, you know, support two families. So in his twisted, demented mind, the solution was that I guess we're going to have to take out, you know, the, the poor, poor Leela. And that becomes their plan. So, again, I have the, the audio of it. Man charged with killing pregnant woman held without bail. And there are the two of them, by the way, that were in court dumping her icy Coventry Pond. Gary Gramowitz, 35 of Lincoln. Michael Lambert, 46 of Pawtucket. Lambert takes a phone call from whoever, this individual. And then early that morning, so you go back to the early morning hours of December 21st. And I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but it would appear we do have a motive. We do have a motive here. I was trying to say, you know, sometimes these nutcases, it's like you don't even need. But nope, on the early morning hours of Wednesday, December 21st, in fact, that they went and picked her up at 2.30 in the morning. I broke it that there was an eyewitness. And then they're, they're driving around. They end up at Buttonwoods. They were almost maybe going to dump her at Buttonwoods. But then they're driving. They're at Lincoln Mall. They're going to various spots and locations. And then they end up at Carbuncle Pond in Coventry. But at one point, and the audio, I'm going to play the audio next hour on the radio show. You, you, he, they can see that they stop at a 7-Eleven and one of them is looking at his knuckles. And he, so he must have been like, it's terrible to think about. But he heard it as they were basically killing this, this woman. They pick her up in Brockton. And then she was obviously... They left her in Carbuncle Pond after almost like beating her to death. And then she was found by fishermen. But they believe she was alive when she entered the water. These goons. Her death was blunt force trauma, drowning. He was the father of the unborn baby. And Lambert, they met in prison, the two of them. These two zeros, these two losers. So prosecutors say Deleuze, and they had previously dated, there were obviously relationship trouble. He takes her money and buys her herself, buys her a ring. <clears throat> so he's getting agitated. The police contact him and his alibi goes, listen, I'm all set. I have a girlfriend. I don't want anything to do with her. Don't even call me if you find her. I don't care. As he's getting agitated on the phone. So she was wearing the wedding band he had bought two days prior. No one said they were brilliant. He proposed to a different woman, this woman from Cumberland, December 24th. He was on probation from this 2015 assault, and Lambert was out on parole. He signed, did time for murder from a 1995 murder conviction. So, again, I'm not faulting the rest of the media. Um... Because there are a lot of details, and that's why you're going to be able to hear. I'm going to play some of the audio right now from court. <clears throat> um, boy, I'm also seeing a very busy day. Bail hearing resumes for the Woodsocket sisters accused of killing the father. They're like whacked. But let me just get to, <clears throat> it's it's decent, it's good audio. It's good audio. Um 
you know, you never know exactly what's going to be allowed in this particular case. We, we get better each time we we go along. And um, and next time with a lot of these cases, I promise you, we will have even uh, making changes. We're going to have even better audio. But I think I was listening to some of it and you you can um, hear it a little bit. Let me just play just um, some of this from court this morning, and especially when it it gets to the motive. I'm going to um, skip ahead to motive. I mean, the, the, the state police do a very good job laying out exactly where their movements were, when he shuts off the phone, how they end up then in, in Coventry. They initially, it sounded like they were prepared to kill her and leave her at Buttonwoods in Warwick. So, yeah, then he goes to rob her account that day. As her body is in the pond, they're already trying to withdraw money and rob her. Terrible. Monsters. This is the voice of the John Corrigan from the Attorney General's office. Yeah, then they were at St. Anne's Cemetery. All right, so this is, they're just establishing that there are times that they don't have the phone shut off. But I want to get to where this Gary, the boyfriend, is talking to his mother, and then we learn about this other girlfriend that he's had, and then he decides he can't can't keep two of them. So there is motive. To lose his phone, travel only twice throughout the Saturday analysis period. That was on Thanksgiving Day to the house of Brown Prince's mother, which has been confirmed by state with mother gave to police. Again, the phone appeared in Rhode Island on December 21st. So the cell phone tracking is incredible in this case. On December 30th, 2020. Here we go. Search warrants were executed for Buffalo's watch from Brown Prince and Lambert. On that day, a scab was detected on Lambert's left hand, consistent oh. with a recently healed laceration. Well, Lambert's the hand is cut. Animals. Terrible from killing her. Lie. Oh, wait a minute, I guess I was with him. This is the morning court carbuncle pond killers. The major component was consistent with a reference sample for loose, and no conclusion could be made regarding the minor truth. 
the months leading up to Alyssa's Here we go. Bromquist's relationship with Yuri Alvarez was off, and Bromquist began dating to lose. In October of 2022, Bromquist and the became engaged. At the time of her death, Deleuze was pregnant with Bromquist's child. Uh. Prior to her death, the couple had a dispute over Bromquist using the money, Deleuze's money, to purchase an engagement ring. What a guy. Deleuze gave the ring back to Bromquist. On December 19th, 2022, two days before Deleuze's body was found, Listen to this. Bromquist and Lambert went to the Macy's store at Warwick Mall and there purchased a diamond wedding ring. A band which was consistent with the ring located on Deleuze's body on December 21st, 2022. They found it still on her finger. On December 24th, 2022, Bromquist purchased another engagement ring, a pawn shop in Fall River. Fall River. On that date, Bromquist proposed to Miranda Udiaris. He's already back with the the old girlfriend. And her being pregnant with Bromquist's child. She reported that Bromquist was, as a result, stressed, nervous, and believed it was going to be a lot to handle. Bromquist's mother disclosed police that Bromquist broke up with Deleuze over what Bromquist described as a lie about Bromquist being pregnant, about Deleuze being pregnant. The defendant's mother also disclosed that Gideon gave an ultimatum to Bromquist, either be with her or Deleuze, because he couldn't afford two families. On December 27, 2022, a member of the Brockton Brockton, Massachusetts Police Department contacted Bromquist by telephone. Bromquist stated that he had no idea about the Lucid's whereabouts. Also on December 27th, a Sergeant Lincoln police contacted Bromquist about the Lucid. When asked if he had any contact with her, Bromquist replied, I don't know, maybe a few days ago, she wouldn't return my text. When asked if Guar had been suicidal, Bromquist stated, nah, she ain't suicidal. Near the end of the telephone call, an increasingly agitated Bromquist said, I'm all set. I have a girlfriend. I don't want anything to do with Layla. If you find her, don't call me. I don't care. Wrong quits. Then hung up. What a complete creep, folks. Again, I know it's it's a little sketchy with the audio. It's decent, right? It's decent. We'll get better at it as we um as we you know, work with the court system between this case and some other cases. So um, it's always a little bit of progress in motion. I want to just get to the Buttonwoods part. I'm going to get to the Buttonwoods part. And also, uh, those of you that have been following, again, good afternoon at 1224. That was uh, audio. And, and, and this, is, this is the noon report. I, I am going to get to what Governor Mickey has signed about admissions will be banned in the state of Rhode Island, which is ridiculous. And then obviously, you know, tr- tonight, Trump Town Hall and then George Santos also in uh, in custody. So a lot of news on this Wednesday, May 10th. But this portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by, hey, listen, you want to stay healthy on this sunny Wednesday, pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, established in 2006. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. It's my health. Diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. Hemp and CBD products. It's my health. Shop local and support this great local. And Marie is so helpful and knowledgeable. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. Let me just go to the next one. Uh, I also want to just remind you about 
lawn doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. Those of you that watch One After Dark, you can already see once again, they're working the magic on my uh, lawn in the back that we use as a studio. Lawn doctor, Lawn Doctor Rhode Island. And it's so easy. Get a quick, easy quote. They have a great website. It's lawndoctor.com. You just type in your zip code. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. George, they do fantastic work. Take advantage of the premium eight service program where right now they're still doing the high calcium lime, time release fertilizer. They come back in the summertime. They come three times in the fall. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Lawn Doctor. Uh, or you can call them 401-392-1025. I want to just get to the part, folks. Again, good afternoon at 1226. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I just want to get to the part. I had posted this. I talked about it last night when I was talking about the Carbuncle Pond murder and the killers. And I talked about, I knew, bombshell. They had an eyewitness that saw her getting into the vehicle with Gary, and then also that they switched seats. That at first, that Lambert was driving, but then they switched. So then you wonder if, you know, that was, you know, done by design. But anyhow, they, they have the recollection of the two of them. And I... Okay, here it is. This is court this morning. Just, just another two minutes, folks, but you'll hear it. Oh. How horrible. By friends and acquaintances. She fit the description of the female located at Carbuncle Pond. She was last seen by her landlord leaving her residence in Brockton on December 21st, 2022, at 2.30 in the morning. Boom. With her ex-boyfriend, defendant Gary Brunkwitz. They switch. This was five and a half hours before her body was found at Carbuncle Pond. In Brockton, Brunkwitz and Deleuze entered a dark-colored SUV with around registration plates. Specifically, Bronquist entered the front passenger seat. Deleuze entered the rear seat. Shortly thereafter, and before the vehicle departed, a male later identified to be defendant Michael Lambert in the driver's seat switched places with defendant Bronquist. With Bronquist in the driver's seat, the vehicle then drove away from Deleuze's residence. Using geographical location records from electronic communication service providers, the state police determined that cellular phones belonging to Deleuze Last time she was seen alive.
the three phones were in the approximate area of the Buckingham section of the city. Mm. All three devices remained in this approximate area for about 45 minutes, departing at 4.38 a.m. The phones then traveled to Pawtucket and into Lincoln. That's really important. It sounds like they began to kill her Buttonwood section of Warwick. And then they're just driving around. Now think of, and again, folks, good afternoon. But think of that. They're Buttonwoods, and suddenly they start going back towards Lincoln. And I, I, what kind of plan? I'm not saying they had a plan, but like, what kind of plan is this? Think of going from, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. They're going from Buttonwoods back to Lincoln. So he turns off his cell phone. At 5.16 a.m., Lambert's and Deleuze's cellular phones were in the approximate location of Lincoln Mall. These devices remain... So at 5.16, they're at Lincoln Mall. Her phone is still working. And this Lambert, here's the part where then when he gets out, they can see his hand is bruised. So it sounds like they started, and I hate to say but started to kill her at Buttonwoods. And then, who knows, maybe they saw someone early morning walk or whatever. But they, they went there. Suddenly, they're back at Lincoln Mall. So they have the video of him in the 7-Eleven in Lincoln, near Lincoln Mall, Lambert um, Highway. And, and he's checking his sneakers and clothing to see for what, if there's any blood there. But his left hand has abrasions. It's terrible. So they then drive from Lincoln Mall. So there are Buttonwoods. It sounds like they almost kill her, but certainly did a lot of damage to her. They then drive to Lincoln Mall. And then now they're going back. Now they're headed to Coventry. And listen what happens. This was court this morning. Carbuncle Pond killers. Listen what happens. Now, Gromkowitz had turned off his cell phone, but her cell phone is still on. And this Lambert, who's the associate, his cell phone is still on. This is the same area where Carbuncle Pond is located and where Deleuze's body was recovered. Despite Gromkowitz's cellular phone not accessing the network during this time, a witness identified as Shailen Hernandez reported engaging with a phone call with Lambert. This call was confirmed by T-Mobile Records. It began at 6.15 a.m. and lasted approximately five and a half minutes. Hernandez reported during the call she could hear Ron Quist's voice in the background, indicating that Ron Quist was with Lambert at that time. So at 6.15, this person calls Lambert. And they talk for five minutes. So not only are they tracking the phone, she can hear... There's Gary in the background, 6.15 in the morning. Deleuze's and Lambert's phone remained visible to the network from Western Country for approximately 40 minutes and departed at approximately 7 a.m. Deleuze's and Lambert's phones then traveled to Country and into Stitchford. 
at 7.20 a.m. did Lucy's phone stop communicating with the network, with the last approximate location for her phone being situated in the area of Stitchwood High School and State Police Headquarters. Video surveillance from the State Police Headquarters captured a black Jeep consistent with Lambert's vehicle traveling past on Danielson Pike at 7.18 a.m. Wow. Still on December 21st, 2022, so again, folks, that is pretty um, a lot. And again, I, I recognize uh, not everyone has followed the case. We're getting more details on the case. This is the Carbuncle Pond. But what's interesting is it's very chaotic. And again, no one is, I, I don't want to get to the impression that anyone would um, confuse them of being, but it, it sounds like, you know, they basically beat her to death at Buttonwoods. And then they're just driving around trying to figure out what to do. But she was still alive when they put her in the water sometime between 6.40 and 7 o'clock. And then think of that. So some fisher, someone fishing found her. They spotted her body at 8 o'clock. So it was pretty quick. But then her phone stops working. So, so you have two of them. You have three cell phones, and state police, to their credit, certainly did a very good job of establishing that. And you can see the complicated nature. Now, I, for those that have been wondering, I, and I have, you know, the media, we were kind of talking a little bit. State police have been so mum on this. I still don't fully understand it. These people were on their radar. Uh, I knew who they were. I knew she was pregnant. I knew there was an eyewitness. Uh, I was, you go to petro.com. I was the first one to put her identity out. It's it's a little odd, um, but there's an awful lot of surveillance where what's interesting is they are literally tracking their movements. But they take her from Brockton, they go to Buttonwoods, and for whatever reason, um, then, I, you know, we don't know the answer. Maybe that was the plan. They were going to try to put her in the water in Buttonwoods, but they did not. They drive to Lincoln Mall. Then they drive to Coventry. Poor woman must have been unconscious at this point. He's examining a hand. He was like, oh, I don't even want to think about it. But so that is the latest. I will have more on the website, dipetro.com. Those of you who have been following the case with me. And again, I, I think and I established they, they also do a good job of motive where this guy, for whatever reason, I mean, he's buying rings. She's giving back rings. He's buying something else. He's got the old girlfriend he's been with for, for uh, you know, for six years, supposedly. And then tells his mother, well, she's pregnant. I can't afford her. So that that's the solution. I mean, it's just absolutely so cold-blooded. And then there he is at the bank trying to withdraw money from her account as she is had just been found, you know, in the pond. And she was alive in the pond. It's so sad. This portion of the John DePietro show on this Wednesday is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios. They offer free estimates for any project. It's J. Perry Paving. Now call today, free estimate, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Get that driveway paved, get your parking lot paved. And remember, if you are a veteran or you're related to a veteran or your grandmother, grandfather, father, mother, no one has a better deal 
and no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today. What a difference it makes. Free quote, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 1237. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, I, I just think of that line in the, in the film Body Heat. And it was actually the first time. It was a breakout line from Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke was a struggling young actor. He was in Diner. And then he was in the film Body Heat with William Hurt and Kathleen Turner. And he is basically, he knows how to do arson. And William Hurt um, had gotten him out of jail and even says, if it wasn't for you, I'd still be in jail. But he's talking about they're going to set the arson trap. And, and, and Mickey Rourke has that great line in the film Body Heat. And Bob Seger's music, Feel Like a Number is playing in the background. He's explaining how you do the arson. But he says, you know, every time you commit a serious crime, there's 50 ways you could screw it up. And if you can figure out half, you're a genius. And then he says to William Hurt, and you're, you know, you ain't no genius. Now, in this case, who knows what the blanking plan was. But I also want to just point out, folks, you're not going to hear this from anyone else at 1239 on this Wednesday. But to me, this is another good example of the danger that police run into. We don't know if these two individuals are armed. We do know that seemingly from Buttonwood's to Lincoln Mall, and then to Coventry, they're riding around in the vehicle with a female who is almost beaten to death. And maybe they think that she is dead. But my point is, what if, in fact, a police officer had pulled them over? Think of a police officer sees a car blow through a red light or doesn't stop at a stop sign or whatever it may be. And then the police officer, it's early in the morning, right, 5 o'clock in the morning, 4.30, approaches the vehicle and is like, hey, you know, your back taillight is out. Or, hey, you went through that red light or the stop sign. You're talking about two killers in that vehicle and they got her body in the back. That, to me, is something the media tend, they they just ignore it for whatever reason. But it's... um. It's the danger that our law enforcement go through. Now, this portion of the program brought to you by Falcon Pest Services. Now, remember, Falcon Pest Services, this is the time serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401-739-1322. 401-739-1322, Falcon Pest Services, locally owned and operated, Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. If you have a problem with termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, many other pests, call Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. You can also find them on Facebook, and the website is falconpestservice.com. Now, in no particular order. All right, so Tucker's going to do something with Twitter. I think that's to start. I don't know exactly what we're going to do. We're going to have to see where it's going to go. He's going to use that as a platform. He is somehow teaming up, seemingly, with Elon Musk, and he's going to make that his platform. So, hey, anxious to hear what he has to say. A lot of his segments, I think, are going to be him commenting on things. And, you know, I think in time you may see him then doing something the way Joe Rogan does. Joe Rogan's Spotify deal 
and then Joe Gorin, a YouTube deal, or you see his videos there, and I think some kind of streaming. So, but but I think it's it'd be interesting if Elon Musk and Tucker Carlson plan and say we're going to stream. You can watch Tucker live or his videos and him uh, discussing various things. Other huge news of the day is. Uh, this Santos surrenders 13 count indictment, fraud, theft, and lies. George Santos is a disgrace. We're going to talk about it more tomorrow with our um, legal expert attorney Tim Dodd. But that guy, you know, they, he's that that he's got jail written all over him. I mean, the guy's a pathological liar. I think in some ways now, Kevin McCarthy, they have no choice. I mean, I, I don't know if he will resign now. He probably won't resign, actually. But he, he's got a lot of problems, and he just presents problems for the Republican Party. Part of me is like good riddance to finally get rid of him. Now, also the latest, as you know, tonight, Trump, CNN town hall meeting. Um, Utah, I mean, is it what, what it's not must-watch TV? What are you kidding me? He's going to be on CNN. I think it's really interesting he's going on CNN, not Fox. This is supposed to be the reset with CNN. And he's going to have to be doing this with the, you know, they agreed to do it. Maybe they just, I, I don't think he has been well served with his legal people. They haven't been. The last time President Trump seemingly had good people representing him legally was when he was the president of the United States and some of the White House counsel. Since that, between Giuliani and Sidney Powell and Jenna Ellis and now Joe Takapina, and then all the nonsense that went on with the documents of Mar-a-Lago, it is my opinion, uh, belief, he is just not served well with his legal team. How about this? Biden approval rating is at 43%. He's so easy to beat. 43%, you can't ask for a better situation than a sitting president at 43%. So I I just think the way that the the Trump legal team handled it would to be that, you know, and we don't really know what happened there. But I, I think at this point, just their approach to the case. Now, maybe they would argue that he's a difficult client and they couldn't get him to go along uh, with the legal strategy that they wanted. Because otherwise, a case like that, other than she supposedly called a friend of hers right after that, but the problem with a case like that and the allegations is, let's face it, that it happened so long ago, there's, there's no way to prove it happened one way or the other. So, but I, I think that, and again, we don't know what was the lawyer attorneys recommending and what did President Trump decided to do. He decided not to attend the trial. He decided to just do the deposition. Um, I'm going to go back to, you know, with, with, with Buddy Cianci, he, Mayor Cianci, when he was convicted, he never took the witness stand. And it, this is not going to be a great analogy, but hear me, hear me out. Ed Sheeran recently was being sued by Marvin Gaye's family, saying that he had stolen melody of one of Marvin Gaye's songs. So Ed Sheeran Right, very successful singer-songwriter says, goes to court, takes to the stand, give me a guitar. I'm going to show you how I came up with the melody. And what did the jury do? Not guilty. 
right? He took the stand, boom. Now, granted, all right, the Murdoch situation, Alec Murdoch, but that guy was a maniac, right, and guilty beyond belief. But with Buddy Cianci, found guilty on one count, I, I know they were fearful that then they were going to start to open himself up to all these other allegations. But I know for a fact that in hindsight, Cianci, because he told me he regretted not taking the stand because he was convinced if he could have looked at the jurors, he would have been able to, you know, convince them to find him not guilty. And I think when you're talking about someone like Trump, I know there's a lot of pitfalls for putting him on the stand. But when he does start to, in his own manner, talk and with his own attorney, I think he could have said, listen, I, I, I don't recall this ever happening. If you have a photo with that, me with that woman, you know, there's photos of me with literally millions of people. Was I introduced to her at a cocktail party in Manhattan 30 years ago? I, I, I don't remember. You're saying that happened? I, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember that happening. It, it didn't happen. I would remember if this happened at Bergdorf Goodman. So, but either he made the wrong calculation or his attorney, Joe Takapina. Now, again, I, I'm not saying it's not a jail case. I'm sure they're going to appeal, blah, blah, blah. But I think going forward, President Trump will say, I'm taking the stand. I'm going to the trial. It would be worth it for that. Um. And again, I, I was speaking, we'll, we'll ask that to attorney Tim Dodd. I know most of the time they'll say you don't want to put them on. I want to go back to look at recent memory with the Gagan case, with officer, excuse me, Dolan case, Officer Dolan of Pawtucket, where he took the stand. He proved to be a really good witness, and he got out of shooting that teenager. So do I think he would have gotten off if they had not? Put him on the stand? I, I don't know about that. I'm not convinced of that in any way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and I want to talk about this latest McKee fiasco. It's brought to you by Limitless Outdoors. Now listen, they're based in Smithfield. Call Limitless Outdoors of Rhode Island today, 401-580-1852. Now their website is LimitlessOutdoorsRI.com. Limitless Outdoors. You get a free quote. It's really simple. They're going to make an appointment with you. They're going to come out to your home and have a discussion about how you want to use your outdoor space. And more people are recognizing, you know, I'd like to have more space. Maybe I don't want to do a whole added room, the cost of it, the time of it. Maybe you just want, I want a nice area we can enjoy now through the end of October, now to Thanksgiving. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps, outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installation, excavation. They can do an outdoor fireplace. They can do an outdoor kitchen. How about a fire pit? You could watch football games outside. Limitless outdoors have a full dining room that you enjoy in the nice months outside. Limitless outdoors. Remember, their slogan is dream, build, enjoy. Call Chris at Limitless Outdoors. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 1249. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This is the noon report. And the next uh, topic I want to just touch on is this business that that Governor McKee 
and are, as I've said, I'm not even going to call them um, leaders. They're elected officials. You think of all the problems right now with uh, inflation. You think of what they're doing by they're going to open these safe injection centers. You think of the fact that homelessness is a problem. Low-income housing is a problem. Housing is a problem. It is. Rhode Island elected officials want to end sale of gas-powered vehicles by 2035. How noble. The McKee administration want to phase out gas-powered vehicles in Rhode Island. Rhode Island's joining seven other states, including Massachusetts. Tailpipe admissions, cars, trucks, SUVs. Folks, what a joke this is. And, and I'll tell you why. Is because, hey, listen, I get it. It's, it's 2023. This is 2035. But so then, then what happens? Someone has a vintage car. They can't drive it in Rhode Island. Someone has an old vintage car that may maybe enjoy. I have a good friend of mine. He is a, a vintage vet. Two of them, actually. They're his life. They're from the 60s. He maintains them. They're, you know, um, very meticulous. They're immaculate condition. And on a nice day like today, when there's not a cloud in the sky, you know, three months of the year, he will take them out and ride them around a little bit. So now he can't do that. This is you're talking about like what 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 this is that that's his and and I know McKee would say well you know it's not a prior it's it's this whole progressive agenda they're along with I think that's what upsets me I think you know his message to the progressives and I know we're not the only state I'm not saying we're the only state I'm not saying that and and I know you know the McKee people would say well we can you know. Talk, walk and chew gum at the same time. I, I'm just, I'm going to talk about, it. to me, it's about priorities. And what are your priorities? And the, the, just to, to give into that or give any type of attention to that um, makes no sense at all. This problem at the border is really serious. Now, coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk with some of my contacts at the border. You don't want to miss it. Tomorrow, we have our guests that are at the border. Right there in Texas as they're coming over. Friday night, Cranston PD Live. Uh, New York Post, U.S. often didn't screen workers at emergency migrant centers for children. Folks, it is such a joke. And unfortunately, in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, we have some of the, the worst offenders when it comes to... Um, Embracing, embracing uh, everything as far as um, with immigration. Now, this is interesting. Biden administration has restored President Trump's Title 42 meant to contain illegal immigration. Major reversal. Biden resurrects Trump border policy ahead of the repeal. You know, it, it doesn't mean, though, we still have... All of these people just flooding in at the border, and it's chaos there. Now, some other headlines. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has signaled George Santos be allowed to continue to serve in Congress even after being indicted on federal charges. Someone told me on CNN last night, they were saying, well, Buddy Cianci was elected from jail. That's that's not true. Um, the um, 
The other story, where's the other story that I have? It's actually in the Boston Globe. The other story I wanted to mention, because, you know, New York and Chicago are complaining about the amount of illegals that are straining all the resources. Some other headlines right now at 1253 on this Wednesday. Former Massachusetts State Police Union boss Dana Pullum, Pullman sentenced two, point, two and a half years in prison over kickback scheme. George Santos, though, this guy is a pathological liar. He is without question. Um, he has been a liability, and he's, he's a thief. He's a crook, and he, I think he's going to do jail time. Harvard graduate st- student injured by falling utility box at MBTA station intends to sue the transit agency. Now, that's what Donna Perry was talking about. Um, how about this? Tom Brady's TB12 store in Boylston closes after less than four years. Um, but the, the other part in the story that I mentioned is how right now, you know, Massachusetts is under the gun with all of the illegals that are flooding into the state and overwhelming, you know, all their resources. Rhode Island is the same. But the difference is in Rhode Island, they just won't, they won't talk about it. They won't talk about it as much as how much it's, it's hurting our resources. Influx of migrants in Massachusetts continues to overwhelm the state resources. More may be on the way. Folks, this is, make no mistake about it, um, with, without question, I mean, that is... You know, that's that's not just a Massachusetts problem. That is that is a Rhode Island problem as well. The problem with the Rhode Island elected officials is they just won't talk about it as much. They won't dwell on or get into the specifics because they don't want you to know that of just what a drain it is on the system for with all these illegals coming in. Right, the McKee uh, Matos team—they don't want to let you know how much it is. But this story in the Globe: new surge of migrants in Massachusetts, overwhelming the state's aid network, and even more arriving coming in the United States. So it's a major problem in Massachusetts, and I'm telling you right now, it is a major problem in Rhode Island. But the difference is the Rhode Island officials won't. And the McKee administration, they won't level with you and tell you what a major problem it is, right? I mean, they're in denial over everything. That's really kind of become the McKee way. They don't deal with things head on. Um, They don't let you in on what a lot of the problems are because they are problematic. They, um, They try to just ignore it and pretend it's not there. Folks, good afternoon. At 12.56, you're listening to The John DePietro Show, this portion of our program. Now, with all the worry about inflation, where it's going, investments, right now on this sunny Wednesday, I am offering you a free consultation with Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Call our guy Tommy at 401 434 1510. For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice. Unique goals is not only retirement, it's also long term planning, it's major purchase planning, it's making sure that you're covered for, let's just say, someone needs to go into 
uh, get certain help within an assisted living. Long-term care coverage. Learn all your options. Our guy, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise. Free consultation. He's right in East Providence, 401-434-1510. If you have questions about crypto or gold or just your basic finances or retirement, call Tom Bryan today, 401-434-1510. Again, it's a free consultation. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1258 you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, it's it's not your imagination. Uh, the news is fast and furious. Um, migrants flocking the U.S.-Mexico border, developing. Biden will be chaotic for a while. It sure will be. Um, and how about the first round of tr- troops are being deployed? I mean, that is really amazing with what's happening. But the big news of the day is really um, on the national front, it's it's what happened with George Santos, President Trump with his CNN town hall meeting, and then locally, all the details on this Carbuncle Pond and the two individuals in court this morning where conspiracy, it was it was pretty pretty gruesome. But the big local the big not local story, but George Santos, federal charges, wire fraud, money laundering. He could face up to twenty years in prison. I think he's gonna get he's gonna get hit pretty hard. The guy is, in fact, seemingly just a pathological liar. And um and uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy at this point, they need to figure something out. They're saying that he could still <laughs> serve even though he's under federal charges. All right, it's 1259. Here's what we're going to do. Now we're going to break coming up. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Next hour, more on Tucker Carlson, more on the situation at the border, the latest on Carbuncle Pond, the murder suspects, and the Trump CNN town hall meeting. We're going to break, get an update, the one o'clock news, Facebook Live later on. Folks, but right now, here's the latest. We're back on the other side. WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.